Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajad Ali. And Waj, it is wonderful to be back. Thank you so much for covering uh, last week. And, you know, I was gone and I thought I would come back and all would be well. But funny enough, I came back and it is exactly the same, if not worse. Um, Let's start off today with the House of Horrors as we head into Halloween season. Um, That is the real horror that is the House Republicans who cannot seem whatsoever to get their shit together. Jim Jordan, uh, three times was not a charm. He mm. is out. And now we have nine buffoons in his place. Your thoughts? Well, well like a good spouse, uh, I should have cleaned up the house. Uh, <laughs> but I decided, you know what? Let's make it a team effort. And yeah. so you you came in, you opened the door. You're like, well, things get better. And I'm like, oh, no, uh, the kids went on a rampage. So here's the shit. And here's another pile of shit on top of the shit. And so speaking of shitty, uh, politics and shitty uh, dirty laundry we have the house gop and right now of the nine individuals that they have set forth to be the house speaker because folks we still don't have a house speaker that is how dysfunctional american democracy is because we have enabled and normalized a radicalized weaponized movement cosplaying as a political party of those nine individuals danielle Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a guess of how many of those nine folks that the GOP has put forward to be the House Speaker believe in the big lie that Donald Trump won the election that he handily lost in 2020? How many of those nine believe the big lie? I'm a believer that it's at least eight. Seven. <laughs> seven. Okay, so seven. Seven of the nine individuals that the GOP, one of the two major political parties in the United States of America, has put forward to be this incompetent rube speaker uh, that has eluded Kevin McCarthy, that has eluded Jim Jordan, that has eluded Steve Scalise, believes in the big lie that has radicalized individuals to do an insurrection that thankfully failed, and currently is 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 a part and parcel of some of the 91 criminal counts against the mm. guy who's the head of the GOP, who most likely will be the presidential nominee for the Republican Party, Donald Trump. This is where we're at. And like you said, Jim Jordan thought he could win by going backwards. And mm-hmm. just to show you how absolutely obtuse some of our media still is, I don't know if you caught that insanely long, epic, Homer-esque profile of Jim Jordan that like used this wrestling analogy about how he was like relentless. And like he just, just went on and on and on and used this conceit to reveal nothing. And I'm like, you know, w- with a media like this that whitewashes the, the 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 radicalization of a political party that's still with the majority, folks, they have a majority and they still can't get a freaking speaker because they are filled with MAGA insurrectionists who are willing to burn down their own party. Here we are trying to raise the alarms, 
And I just hope, maybe, maybe, Daniel, do you think this is what it will take for mainstream corporate institutions to realize what we are dealing with, which I believe, and maybe this is a hot take, is a fascist movement? You know, we keep saying that Every time that something horrendous happens, this will be the thing that gets America to wake up. This will be the thing that gets corporate media to recognize the seriousness of where we are. And while folks will joke, and I joke myself because I say that it's better to laugh than cry about <laughs> the state of American politics and the state of the House of Representatives, the fact is, is that I have recognize that there is no bottom. I have recognized that I don't think there is a lesson to be learned when you have 30% of the the population that believes and has given the gavel to this party, Mm. right? That believes in Magadam above all else, that Donald Trump can tweet in his own words. He can say uh, things in his own words. And even though the hypocrisy and the lie is pointed out, they will believe Donald Trump. And so when I look at this and I say to myself, wow, this Republican Party has a four seat majority in the House, the same majority that Nancy Pelosi had, the same majority that Nancy Pelosi was able to get legislation passed and done. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the same. It's the same seat. And I say what we are seeing and i don't honestly don't understand how this party is going into the 2024 cycle and telling their constituents give us more seats give us more power when this is what they do with the power and the seats that they have i just don't honestly understand what their campaign call is going to be in 2024 when they would be a lot more comfortable waj if they were able to be the minority to bitch and complain about the powers that they don't have, because the fact of the matter is, when given power, they don't know what the hell to do with it. Yeah, they, they their platform is to own the libs and something, something CRT and something, something trans and something, something Muslims. Uh, when they're given power, they don't know what to do with the power because these are people who are arsonists want to burn down the house they literally want to bring it all down Mm -hmm. and they're so emboldened by their extremism that i don't know if you caught this um danielle i discussed this on mary's show mary trump's show that uh, excuse me we talked about this last week also on democracy ish when you were away with joan walsh that one of the republicans is openly saying while the cameras are on him that uh, we should support jim jordan because he's going to go after social security and you're like oh so you're saying the quiet parts out loud even donald Trump knows, hey, that's not a wise position. Even if you do it, you keep that stuff silent and then you get elected and then you do it, right? So this is a group of, like, look, if you, <laughs> if you elect clowns, you get a clown show. If you elect arsonist clowns, you get arsonist clowns who are going to burn down the circus. And this is what we're witnessing right now. And unfortunately, as they're committing clown genocide against each mm. other, we're mm. witnessing the decaying of our democracy. And let's not forget, folks, that Tommy Tuberville, a football coach who, uh, after he was elected, couldn't identify the three separate branches of government, still has uh, the holdup of uh, military nominations, which all of our military leaders are saying is harming national security and our effectiveness and readiness. But he says, nope, I'm going to hold it up because of abortion. So we literally have this guy, Tommy Tuberville, openly saying, I don't care. I don't care that I'm hurting national security. I don't care that I'm hurting military readiness. 
And they still have the audacity to say, we're the party of national security. We're the party that believes in the insurrection. We're the party that wants to crack down on terrorism, even though now we repeat white supremacist talking points. And you think, when will the fever break? And this is where maybe, just maybe, Daniel, uh, allow me to be hopeful. Or maybe allow me to be delusional. Or let me use the mustard seed. Let me borrow your one mustard seed from your pocket of hope. Uh-huh. Uh, God bless black women. God bless Fannie Willis. Because things are so crazy right now, Daniel, that what should be the biggest news is like news item number five. That two of Donald Trump's attorneys yeah. have turned, folks, as Danielle and I predicted, they're singing like birds. Oh, they're singing. They're singing the opera. I'm talking about the Kraken. Sidney Powell, and Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Kenneth Cheeseborough. Oh, sorry, Chesborough. Both of them have turned, and we know now, as part of their condition, they're not going to get jail time, they're going to get probation, slap on the wrist. They have to sing, Danielle. Mm -hmm. And so, that should be news item number one, Danielle. But that's news item number five. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music. For all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That's amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I mean, I I think that what is really important, and I'm so glad that you lifted this up, is Fonnie Willis knew, right? Um, She knew when she brought uh, indictments down on 19 people, including Donald Trump, that guess what? These folks don't have the deep pockets that Donald Trump does. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't have the deep pockets that he tells everybody that he does, but he's still wealthier than this lineup, right? That's right. And the fact is that while he has the money to continue to pay people to lie and to slow down and gum up the legal processes, everyone else does not. I mean, we have heard and watched Rudy Giuliani's uh, legal woes and financial woes play out on the headlines. And so when we're looking at a Giuliani, America's former great mayor, Mm. And now you're putting it up against a Sidney Powell and a Chesborough and a Ellis and all of these people. They don't have that kind of money. And Jenna guess Ellis who's is not, openly saying, give me money. I need give money. Give me money. And guess who is not coming to their aid? Donald Trump. Shocking. Right. The very the very man that they risk their legal profession for. They risk their political careers for. They risk now their freedom for is not coming to their aid. So now you have a Sidney Powell who Donald Trump is pretending that he does not know who she is. <laughs> when in fact, there is a tweet from November 14, 2020, that. that is circulating that he is welcoming Sidney Powell and Chesborough to the legal team to quote, fight for freedom, fight for America. So 
Again, don't I believe your lying eyes, Danielle. Believe the tweets that I send on my broke ass social. I think that what's really important here is to understand that what I what makes me concerned. Watch and 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 while we while we joke, I, I am very serious about this point. Is that as the walls begin to close in on Donald Trump, which they are, I believe that Donald Trump will continue to escalate his yeah. violent rhetoric. I believe that he will continue to lash out in ways that go beyond posting a picture of a law clerk with Schumer. I think that he will get increasingly loud and increasingly desperate. Mm. And those are two things that you do not want to happen with a man with millions of followers who, the last time they took him up on his word, stormed the Capitol building and nearly hung his vice president. And what we're also forgetting, and I'm glad you mentioned that, is this is a man who has failed up in life thanks to whiteness, thanks to wealth, and t thanks to celebrity. He has always been coddled. He's never had to face the A word. I'm not talking about adultery, the A that allegedly Nancy May stitched on her uh, oh, Lord. Uh, shirt because she has never read Scarlet Letter. I'm talking about accountability. And another piece of news is that a New York judge sanctioned him for $5,000. This is the first time he ever got sanctioned precisely for what you're saying is because he uh, went against the decorum and starts using his uh, his broke social to post these threats, right? To say nonsense. And he was warned repeatedly. And uh, now the judge is like, all right, $5,000, which might not seem like a lot, but it, it represents something. It represents the fact that these judges ain't messing around, right? And it's it's a slap on the wrist, but it's about accountability. And as we have seen, as of today's recording, that Trump is in New Hampshire. He's giving a speech as, as we uh, record this podcast. And speaking about what you're saying is that he's going to get more desperate, more radical, more extreme. Let me tell you what Donald Trump is now proposing as he is, by the way, also campaigning for the 2024 election because that's how effed up this all is. This is a guy who's been impeached twice, has four criminal cases, just got sanctioned, has lost fraud cases, has 91 criminal accounts. His two attorneys have just flipped and he's still running for president. He has promised mm. the folks mm. in New Hampshire that when he's elected again, he'll implement, quote, strong ideological screening of all immigrants to the U.S. One of his criteria, Danielle, if you don't like our religion, then we don't want you in our country. Another criteria that he said recently, he's going to deport all anti-Semites. How does he judge who's an anti-Semite? Who knows? Is it but, with a mirror? Or? Uh, probably, ooh, right. ooh, well played. This is why they pay you the big money. Uh, but I want to say some other stuff about his, his, his speech, but let's just focus on that right now. What people are forgetting is that this man is a racist, a xenophobe, an authoritarian who has praised other authoritarians. I still think we forget how terrible Trump was as a president, and he has now been emboldened and is doubling down. Can you imagine if he's elected again and implements this policy? What will happen? I mean, I think that. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
what will happen is what we are seeing, which is a rise in hate crimes, which has been happening since Donald Trump came down that escalator. This country, not by our accounts, but by reporting that has been done, has seen a rise in hate crimes against marginalized communities. And that includes Muslims. It includes Jewish folks. It includes gay folks and trans people. And the list goes on and on and on. And so the reality here is that Donald Trump, again, is throwing everything but the kitchen sink, Mm. you know, at his constituents and saying, I will give you everything that you want. You want a white racist nation? Also, what religion is it that we have here? I'm Mm. I'm confused because I didn't Mm. think that we had said religion. There's majorities of, of different pockets of religious groups. But if you don't agree with our religion, what religion is that? Right. I'm, I'm, is it, I'm assuming guess. it's mm-hmm. I'm going to take a guess. Family feud. The number one answer is white evangelical Christianity. Right. And I think that if we were to quiz Donald Trump on that Bible that he was holding that we know that he does not read, I'm pretty sure he would fail his own citizenship test uh, if, in fact, this is what the new terms are going to be. The fact is, is that Donald Trump is saying everything and anything that he can. Why? Because the people that he is talking to are paying his legal fees. And Mm. we just got finished saying, guess who's flipping because they don't have that money. They don't have a constituency to grift off of. Mm. So Donald Trump has to say everything and do anything in order to keep the grift alive and keep his ass out of jail. Those are those are the facts. And so, you know, I, I think that it is important to illuminate just how dangerous Donald Trump was. And we learned right by the series of books that have come out what people stopped him from being able to do. This was like the Jurassic Park one administration where you touch the fence, you see where it's weak. In Jurassic two, guess what? They fucking take over, right? And there is no coming back. And so I think that it's really important as we're watching all of this play out, and we haven't even entered into 2024 officially yet, that this man is playing for keeps. And when I say for keeps, meaning keeping our democracy under lock and key, underneath the ground, never to see the light of day again. And and allow me to be kind of nerdy, and and I have to make a nerd correction. You said Jurassic Park 2. I think you meant Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. It took a couple of crappy movies to get there, but that's when they actually take over. Uh, you know, to connect the dots, and I don't want to bring this up, and I want your take on this, because uh, in this speech right now, Donald Trump, who, by the way, folks, was president of the United States and is running again for president of the United States, said that Viktor Orban of Hungary, a, a right-wing authoritarian whom we've talked about a lot and warned about a lot on this show, he told everyone that Viktor Orban is the leader of Turkey. He is not. It's Erdogan. In a recent speech, you might recall that Donald Trump said that you need ID to buy bread. He also said that he faced Obama. He did not. He faced Biden and lost. And he also said that if Biden wins again, he fears for World War II. Uh, We already uh, uh, did World War II. Thankfully, we beat the Nazis. But if Trump was in World War II, uh, I think he'd be speaking German. Too soon? Probably not soon enough. And so we talk about Biden and we talk about Biden's age. But mm-hmm. how can we not talk about this? The man slurring in his speeches. I don't mm. think he's ever eaten a vegetable. He looks terrible. He has 91 criminal counts and he's saying this dumb shit literally as he's running for president. And I say this because I got, you know, I did a tweet which went slightly viral uh, as we're uh, dealing with the international hellscape of what's happening in Israel and Gaza. And 
a lot of articles have come out as of today and this week, Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, talking about how Biden administration cannot take Arabs, Muslims, and Ellie Mistel finally came out with a piece today that says even black folks for granted, especially when it comes to this issue of, uh, of Israel and Gaza. Mm-hmm. And I did a tweet that says you can hold two things at the same time. You got to push the Biden administration to do better, and they can and should do better. Hopefully, we could talk about it with what's happening. But at the same time, we cannot repeat the mistakes of 2016, where you say, well, both sides are the same. So you right. push Biden administration, but then some people get angry at me. They're like, oh, but look how the Democrats are failing on this issue. I'm like, but if Trump and Republicans come, they will not only be worse on Israel and Palestine, as we have seen in the four years of the Trump administration, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. also going after Social Security. They're also going to ban books. They're also going to go after contraceptives. They're also going to restrict women's rights. They're also not going to do anything for climate change. So with all that being said, and yes, you can still expose the weakness of the Biden administration. At least you can push the Biden administration. And it is in our interest to push them so they take us seriously because they cannot take us for granted. But there is no both sides here, Danielle. And my fear is people's apathy and rage, which is very real is making them succumb to the 2016 dilemma, which you and I remember led to the election of Donald Trump. And meanwhile, a very competent woman, Hillary Clinton, you might not love her, I don't care, would have not dragged us through the shit that we've gone through for the past eight years. But your take on this. I think a couple of things, and I and I think that your your take is is absolutely right. The Biden administration needs to be pushed now more than they have ever been before. I think that the rubber stamp that they were hoping to get, um, that they received on the war uh, of aggression being waged by Russia against Ukraine, they thought that they were going to be able to rubber stamp the same with Israel and their war uh, on Hamas. That is not the case. Um, And what I am seeing is that there are more and more articles and more and more conversations and more and more people boldly stating that these two things are not the same, that there is clear, clear international law violations and rules of law violation, rules of war violations that are happening at the hands of Israel. And that you cannot at one time call out Russia because Russia is a part of that group and team that you don't like, Mm. but then not do the same thing when you are starving populations, cutting off water, cutting off electricity, and harming civilians, right? The goal has always been to minimize, right, the amount of civilian lives lost during war. You cannot come out now and say all of these things about Russia and folks are watching what is happening and say nothing except for the fact that you stand steadily by. When you know good goddamn well that the only reason that the lights came back on Mm. is because Biden said put them back on. And Israel admitted it. The Israel official admitted it that because of U.S. pressure and because they're our ally, we had to give humanitarian aid. So here's the thing that we have to understand, which is that Regardless of whether or not you find yourself to be a foreign affairs expert, which I consistently say I am not, that is not the place that I live. But where I do live is a person that believes in humanity and that believes in justice. And where I find that Biden is in a tricky, tricky place right now Mm. as entering into the 2024 election 
is that you cannot talk about the soul of the nation and democracy and fighting against hate and Islamophobia and anti-Semitism and be doing dirt overseas. You cannot because people are watching and all the people that you named and called out are part of marginalized communities. Who, if the Trump administration were to get a second term, know exactly where they would be, right? Know exactly that what is being done, what we have seen in these other countries is exactly what Trump would like to see done against the LGBTQ community, against Black people, against Muslims, against Latinx people, against undocumented folks. This is what the blueprint is that he wants to follow in terms of his dictatorship and his fascism. And so you have to be able both to say, here we have these rules of war and war is ugly and disgusting and terrible. Mm but we stand with human beings. Mm. We stand with people of these nations who did not cause the injustices that we are seeing, right? And so my fear for Biden is that people are going to get to a place where they are going to want to throw up their hands when they see the hundreds of billions of dollars that are being asked for, while our right social safety nets are on the brink in this country. So they have to pay attention because this is not going to be a one blank check covers all. And I feel like it's very interesting. You know, we've talked about this on this program before, but in my lifetime, Danielle, another tweet that I did that went viral. I have never seen this type of a pushback against the boring, stale APAC Israel talking points. Uh, the rope yeah. dope ain't working. Uh, and now corporate media has to contend with the fact that there is a diverse international population, especially young people who have seen uh, with their own eyes the devastating impacts of this, the longest occupation on earth, Israel's occupation of both Gaza and West Bank and also, folks, East Jerusalem. Uh, Israel says that Jerusalem is united, but according to international law, Palestinians in East Jerusalem are still occupied, right? And so with Biden, who is a lifelong you know, Zionist who, who says, you know, unconditional support. I think they were caught unaware that there would be this diverse coalition, including Jews, by the way, who would say, whoa, 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 ceasefire. No, you don't get a blank check. No, you don't get unconditional support. No, you mm -hmm. need conditions. And I think they miscalculated, Danielle, and now they're playing catch up. And what's happening in particular, and something that I've been really afraid of, and I've been mentioning this for several months, is Michigan. Huge Arab and Muslim population in Michigan. Georgia. These are massive swing states. And I can tell you, as a sole representative of all things Muslim, that <laughs> these groups right now, they're, I mean, they love Biden and they're like, he betrayed us. I mean, the yeah. fact that he's not calling for a ceasefire, the fact that it's unconditional support, the fact that he's tying it to Ukraine, which, by the way, Russia invaded Ukraine and Israel literally occupies Gaza and the West Bank. We give $4 billion. Now we have to give more billions of dollars, right? The dehumanization of Palestinians, on and on and on. And you're, you're telling us that our blood doesn't matter. And you hear this from black folks. You're telling us that, oh, we got to keep voting for Democrats. But, but by the way, uh, the police can keep killing us. <laughs> uh, but hey, America has all of us in a headlock, you know, has, has, holds all people of color uh, as hostages. Because essentially it's like, hey, hey, do you want us or do you want the GOP? The GOP is worse. So just sit there and take it. And that's the concern is that I think, like you said, people of color are like, I'm done. Uh, you know, white people, you, you all figure this out yourself. We're going to keep dying anyway. Yeah. So we don't care. 
uh, I, again, go back to my original point that you still can't actually be that apathetic because too much is at stake. And this is where I feel like if it is possible for mm-hmm. people to stand outside of themselves and say, okay, we might get screwed. We'll be screwed more with Republicans. But you know who's also going to get screwed with Republicans? Women, children, the environment, people of color, immigrants. But there has to be a twofold strategy here, Danielle. And I hope anyone in the Biden administration, I hope Democratic influencers are listening. You cannot take these communities for granted, folks. You cannot take these communities for granted. You have one year. Reach out to them. Reach out to our audience. Listen to them. Listen to their frustration and perform for them. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And I will just close out um, by saying this, uh, that we, you know, while people say to themselves, things can't get worse, they absolutely can. And we have watched things get worse year after year since Donald Trump came down that escalator. We've watched an entire political party become a fascistic movement. We've watched hate crimes rise. We've watched communities become targets. We are watching the devolving of our democracy. And so when people say, I will tap out. They will because they've already experienced death in the streets. They've already experienced grave loss. And so I think that it's time, past time, for the Democrats to wake up and to realize what is at stake. You don't get a blank check. You don't get blank support without showing the people who you are and why we need to stand with you. Um, Thank you, dear friends, for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Wichita Lee. This joke gets less and less funny, folks, every time we say it. And we will be back next week if, in fact, we have a country left. Inshallah. Inshallah.